So stage one of getting your advertising strategy or your marketing strategy in front of people is to create some really useful content with no other agenda than to get people to consume it. Hey, Yang. Welcome back to The Mashup. Hope everybody's had a really good week. Um, I've got a ripper of a week, actually. Apart from being a genius digital marketing strategist, um, uh, I'm a bit of a photographer as well. And I've actually done weddings and uh, portraits and corporate work and a whole bunch of different photography work, um, just out of interest. Um, And this week, I got to photograph an event which I've done. It's like the sixth time that I've done it over about eight years. They missed two years due to COVID. But it's a big annual fundraiser for an organisation called Youth Off the Streets. And they they provide services and, and they provide education and a whole bunch of other things to help youths who are experiencing homelessness, which is a real problem. You know, it kind of goes a bit hidden and, and undetected and unseen, but it's a real problem uh, in, in lots of different parts of Australia and in Sydney especially. And so they have this massive fundraiser every year called the Lipstick Lunch, which, no surprises, um, is is largely a women's event. And they always have it somewhere really nice and they always have a fabulous panel of speakers. And this year it was at this beautiful event centre that looks out over Darling Harbour, which um, for our overseas guests is a really picturesque part of Sydney Harbour, lots of restaurants and cafes and things like that. And every year they ask me if I'll come and be their photographer and and every year I say yes because I absolutely love being able to do that, being able to help out, being able to make even just a small contribution to an organisation that does such great work and to indulge my passion for photography at the same time. So um, I had a great week. That was Friday. It's kind of by the time I get there and take the photos and have a bit of a chat with a few people and then get home again. It's basically a whole day, but I just love it. So I've had a great week. I hope you guys have too. Um, It's nearly June tomorrow. It's going to be June. Well, by the time you guys hear this, it's going to be June because I always record a couple of days in advance. Um, And you're like, what? What do you mean? It's nearly the end of the year. I haven't even started my marketing this year. Yeah. Um, How did you go with your marketing this year? Did you, (laughs) I know what some of you are saying, I know, Um, you and a lot of other people, unfortunately, there's so many people that we're hearing from going, I can't believe the year's nearly over. I didn't implement one thing. I meant to start a marketing campaign and I didn't. Don't let it happen again. Get on it. If you didn't do anything for the financial year that's about to finish, make sure you do something next year. And so that kind of leads nicely, doesn't it, into today's little chat, which is, really the first part of your advertising. So we've spent a little bit of time talking about your overall marketing strategy. You know, we've talked about who's your ideal customer, you know, figuring that out, getting a really clear understanding, what's the right sort of funnel for you, how to form up your offers. Now we kind of start pulling that stuff together because the next bit is to actually take some of those offers to the market. And so the first part of your campaign, and this is a this is a bit that that some people that we talk to struggle with a little bit, because the first part of your campaign is purely designed to raise awareness of your brand, 
to raise awareness of your business, to raise awareness of your offer, if it's a brand new offer that you haven't put out to the market before. And it's not designed to really get leads and it's not designed to really generate sales. And so people struggle with that because yes, advertising um, overall is designed to you know grow your business either by getting you more sales or getting you more members or you know by getting you your you more people to sign your petition if you're um, petitioning for something but this part of it the very start is really it's an awareness campaign or it's an awareness part of the campaign and so the reason that this is important is because we we need to think about your advertising and the relationships that you're building with prospective clients the same way as we would think about any interpersonal relationship because ultimately you're talking to a person you know whether it's a consumer sitting at home that's going to buy a product from you or whether it's a business that you're talking to ultimately it's still a human being that is going to make the decision or make the purchase or that you're going to be interacting with so we need to think about these business relationships the same way that we would think about a normal relationship and you can't just well you can but it's not going to work out well you know you can't just walk up to somebody who you've never met before and ask them if they want to get married i I know there's a whole tv show about that but it doesn't end well does it you know so the first thing that you've got to do is you've actually got to start letting people get to know you. People will buy from you when they know you, like you, and trust you. And so the first part of of your campaign is all around that. It's about increasing your visibility. It's about increasing awareness of who you are. And it's about giving people the opportunity to start to get to know you a bit and to start to feel comfortable and to start to look at you as a bit of an expert or a bit of an authority in what you do. And so there's a few different ways that we could do that. Now, thinking back to your client persona, right? If you haven't done one, again, um, that's not that this podcast isn't really for those kind of nitty gritty nuts and bolts. So I will put in the show notes a link to a client persona worksheet. But there's also a ton of 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 training on the internet about how to do a client persona. Really. It's just a very, very deep understanding of who is your ideal customer. Going back to that and thinking about them and the sort of content they're likely to engage with, there's a few different ways you can start to increase your visibility, increase you know awareness around what it is that you're offering. Um, a podcast like this is a really, really good way to do that gives you an opportunity to showcase your skills and showcase your abilities. It gives you an opportunity to have people listening to you so that you can, if you want to, make sales pitches, but that's not what this first part of it's about. It's really about giving you the opportunity to help those people either solve a problem, fix a pain point, achieve a goal or an objective, right? So we always talk about fears and frustrations and goals and desires, and we always talk about pain points. And so this part of your advertising campaign is about going back to your client persona and identifying, right, what were the pain points, what were the goals and desires, and what were the fears and the frustrations? 
and then creating some kind of content that helps people achieve the goals, achieve the desires, fix the pain point, eliminate the fears and frustrations, whatever that might be. And so depending on the industry that you work in, you might be dealing with somebody's health, you might be dealing with their interpersonal relationships, you might be dealing with their wealth, and they are the three pillars you know, that really motivate people is health, wealth, and relationships. So when you're looking at the problems you're solving, the goals, the desires, they're usually going to be around one of those three pillars. So from your client persona, identify, well, what's a pain point that I can solve? What's a goal or a desire that I can help achieve? And then create some content that actually helps do that. It's got to demonstrate to the person, like we talked about in the last episode, that there is a solution or that there is a way of achieving the goal. But that's what your content needs to do. So one, podcasts, really effective. Like I said, gives you a bit of a captive audience, lets you really highlight and really showcase your skills and your knowledge and your ability and start to genuinely position yourself as a bit of an authority, lets you impart a lot of information that genuinely helps fix those problems. So a podcast is one way of doing it. Obviously, that's what we like to do, but it doesn't work for everybody. If you're not really you know, comfortable behind the mic, if you don't love the sound of your own voice like I do, then podcasting might not be for you, but there's lots of other ways. Video. Um, now, that's going to have similar um, similar benefits and also similar drawbacks. Again, if you're not comfortable in front of the camera, then video probably isn't for you. But if you are, then video is a fabulous way to go about creating content. It could be a really short clip. Again, that deals with a specific pain point, a specific goal or a specific desire and gives people a couple of tips for how to fix that problem how to eliminate those fears and those frustrations or or how they can get closer to achieving that goal. And again, it's got to demonstrate really clearly that there's a solution, right? There is actually a way, a pathway from where they are now to where they want to be. That's what your video needs to demonstrate. Now, if you're going to be using video content, there's a couple of different ways you can use it. One is you can put it on your website, you can put it on a dedicated landing page. So dedicated landing pages are really good. Um, and, and we will talk about them on another episode of the podcast. But essentially, it's a little bit like a website, but doesn't have all the distractions of menus and click here and go there and fill in this form. A landing page has, you know, an offer if you're making an offer, or it has the video that you want people to watch or the podcast that you want them to listen to. And that's it. They can't get distracted. So you might put the video that you've recorded on your website or onto a landing page, or you might just upload it straight to whatever is your preferred social media platform or platforms. Again, whichever platforms you're using should be based on your client persona, what you know about your ideal customer and where they're likely to be spending their online time. But that's a terrific tool. The video is a terrific tool because not only is it engaging, not only does it let you impart your wisdom, but depending on which social media platform you're posting it on, if you post it directly to the platform, it lets you build an audience of people who watched it. So you can then show them other messaging later on, which is what we sort of start talking about 
next week is when is when we look at the actual lead generation, right? Where the rubber hits the road and we start taking advantage of all of the stuff that we've done in order to get leads. So with video, you can post it, you can use it as an ad. So we'll get to that bit in a second. And then you can create an audience of people who watched it. So people aren't typically going to spend a lot of time watching your video unless they're interested in what you're talking about. So, you know, if you can then create a smaller audience of people who watched it, then you know you've got a really distilled group of people who are interested and then you can invest a bit more time and money in showing them, you know, your your paid offer, for example. So video, really good. Um, a blog. So if you're not comfortable podcasting, you're not comfortable in front of the camera, um, write a blog. And there's some really great tools to help you do that now. We've written a couple of blogs lately using ChatGPT. I know that's all the rage and everybody's talking about it. And what we found is it spits out the content at an incredibly high speed. You know, like there's there's no way that we'd be able to write a blog um, in the time that that does it. But it still needs work, right? They're, what comes out of there is absolutely not ready. It's not the polished end product. You need to go through it. You need to check it for facts because it, it, it doesn't fact check. It, it just writes things that sound really good and compelling, um, even if they're not necessarily true because it's not, it's not programmed yet um, to check facts. So if there are statistics in there, if there are facts in there, check them before you publish anything. Um, but what it gives you is an incredibly good framework to start with that you can then put your tone of voice into, that you can then put your expertise into and then post it. Putting your expertise into it and fact-checking is really important. Um, you know, it, it's not ideal to be out there creating content, positioning yourself as an authority, using stuff that you don't know or understand just because you managed to get an AI-powered bot to write it. So, you know, I, I will use that little caveat. You genuinely need to understand um, the subject matter uh, you, you need to understand it in order to be able to edit the thing that the bot writes for you. But you de- you definitely don't want to be misleading people by using um, artificial intelligence to write stuff that you don't really understand. So, you know, just make, make sure you're being genuine. But it's a great starting point. And you can go ahead and you can polish that up and you can make it your own and you can post that. Again, you can put that on a landing page or putting it on your website's better. If you post blogs regularly on your website – not only is it satisfying this initial part of the advertising campaign, right, this awareness part of the advertising campaign, it's doing really good things for your website SEO as well. The you know the search engines just love to trawl pages and see how recently fresh content was posted. And if you've got a website that was built in you know 2015 and you haven't uploaded anything to it since then, then you're not going to index really well on the search engines. Whereas if you're frequently uploading content and it's good stuff and people are spending time looking at it, you're going to index extremely well. And you know, a good a good blog that's going to help your SEO isn't necessarily something that's just loaded up with keywords. The important thing is that it's useful so people spend time reading it, right? The the number of pages that people consume on your website, the amount of time they spend there, that will help your indexing way more than having a bunch of keywords piled into the first paragraph, for example. So blogs, write blogs if you're not comfortable with video, if you're not comfortable with podcasting. And then if you don't 
you know, if you don't really want to do any, any of those things, at the very least, create a status update, right? Write a post, something again that's useful, that's helpful, that's giving people a solution or that's demonstrating to them that there is a solution, a very, very viable one to whatever it is that that they're experiencing at the moment. So a podcast, a video, a blog, a post, we're not really yet at this point talking about things like ebooks and checklists. They come at, They come in the next bit where we're trying to get people to subscribe to our list. So an ebook, for example, you know, you typically want people to give an give you an email address in return for that. So they're not really fitting into this initial part of our advertising campaign. So then the next thing, once you've created the content, is you've got to go about getting it in front of the right people. So you can post it by all means. If you've if you've got a podcast that you've done if you've recorded a video and you've put it on your website or your lander or you're just putting it straight onto a social platform or your blog, whatever you're doing, yes, you can post it, but you don't have an enormous amount of control over who sees it when you do that, right? It's going to be seen by a percentage of people who follow you or who follow your page. If if some of those people like it and share it or comment on, comment on it, it's going to be seen by a bunch of their friends, their family, their followers as well, who may or may not be in your target audience. And those numbers are going to be very, very small, unless you've got a massive following, of course. Um, But those numbers are likely to be very, very small relative to the number of people you can reach with a paid ad. And so you need to allocate some budget to this bit of the advertising campaign or of the campaign. It doesn't have to be huge, depending on what your daily or monthly budget is, if you've got a monthly advertising budget of $1,000, spend $100 on this bit, right? It doesn't have to be a lot. And because you're not asking people to do anything like fill in a form, then it's relatively inexpensive to get into their news feeds. So with your video, or with your podcast, if you record a podcast and you video it at the same time, take a snippet out of it and use that as an ad because all the social media platforms love video content. So you can run an ad with the objective of getting your video into people's news feeds and you can do that really, really inexpensively and reach an enormous number of people and you can reach the people that you want to reach because when you create an ad, you obviously get to choose the targeting. You can choose all of those great demographics, you know, like age and gender and location and all of that sort of stuff. But more importantly, you can target psychographics or behaviors or things that people are interested in. And that's what you really want to target. Because, you know, in your messaging, we talked about tapping into emotions. Psychographics is where emotions come in. So so that's that's how you go about getting your value-based bit of content or, or getting, you know, this initial part of your campaign in front of the right people and to start positioning yourself as the expert and start positioning yourself as the authority so that when they see the next bit of your advertising campaign, which is the lead generation part, that's where we start asking people to do something. Then when we start asking them to do that, they've already seen this part of your campaign. 
you know, they've listened to what it is that you've got to say and they've started to build a little bit of trust because you've actually helped them. That's the key. If what you've offered them, if that podcast, that video, that blog, that status update has given them something genuinely helpful, they'll be feeling pretty good about you when they see the next bit of your ad and they're far more likely to take that kind of action. So stage one of getting your advertising strategy or your marketing strategy in front of people is to create some really useful content with no other agenda than to get people to consume it, right? So the ad that you create for your podcast is purely to send people to wherever they can listen to it. That's it. You're not trying to capture their details. If you've got your own little website where you host your podcast, you can put a like a tracking code on it and retarget them, but you're not asking them for any details. If you're sending them to somewhere to watch your video or if they're watching the video that you've uploaded directly to the social platform, you're not trying to capture any details at this point. There's no call to action to buy anything from you or opt into anything yet. That's really important, right? So I know what I'm doing. I'm asking you to spend money with absolutely no call to action to buy anything from you or sign up for anything. That will come, trust me. This bit's really important because this is where the trust factor, where you start to build that trust with people. So that's it. That's step one in your advertising campaign is figure out what you're most comfortable with. You know, if you're most comfortable just writing something, then write a blog at the very least, do a status update. But, you know, the two types of content that work really well are videos and podcasts. So they're ideal. Have a look and see what's going to work for you. Look at your client persona, what's most likely to resonate with those people. What are you, What's your skill set? What are you comfortable doing? That's important as well, right? As much as I say that videos and podcasts are the best um mediums, they don't work well if you're not confident delivering them and 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 the content isn't great. So so that that's really important as well. It's got to work for you. You know, you want to push yourself outside your comfort zone a little bit, but you don't want to do something that isn't going to work because you're just not great at it. Be honest with yourself. Um, so create that content, run ads that drive people to it purely to consume it, to start seeing you as the authority in the space. And then next week, we'll look at how you start taking advantage of those audiences that you're building and start turning them into leads, which you can then convert into sales. Righto, guys, that's it. I hope you got some value out of today. Um, Love hearing from you. Drop me a message. Uh, Jump onto our socials. If you share this podcast, then that would be fantastic. I would love it. That'll help me get um, get in front of even more people and help them too. And if you do, I'll give you a shout out on our socials. So um, guys, have a great week and I will catch you on the marketing mashup next week. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss a single episode. If you're ready to really level up your marketing and explode your leads and sales, reach out for a chat with one of our kick-ass marketing professionals. Find us at orbitmarketing.com.au, themarketingmashup.com.au, Instagram at orbit underscore marketing, Facebook at orbitmarketingoz, that's orbitmarketingoz, also YouTube, LinkedIn, and now on TikTok.